you've got the title of the boss and, and they've got the title of the employee. You've got some influence, but it's the influence of, I'm gonna fire you if you don't do what I said. That's only gonna get you about 15% of the potential out of that person. Yeah. Welcome to One Next Step, the most practical business podcast in the world, helping you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence with tips and tools you didn't get in business school. Here are your hosts, Trisha Shortino and Lisa Zeveld. Welcome to One Next Step, the practical business podcast that helps you run your business and make it stop running you so you can enjoy your work and your life. In fact, we're the most practical business podcast in the world. It's time to go from being a business manager to a business leader, so you can stop managing the daily grind and instead start leading the long-term growth of your organization. Here's the thing, though. Growing an organization is a team sport, not a solo act. One leadership expert says it's not lonely at the top if you bring your people with you. So this podcast isn't just focused on getting more done and growing your organization. We'll always focus on leading a team, your team, with confidence. And here's how we do that. Each week, we release a new episode answering your pressing questions about running a business or organization. However, we always highlight one next step for you and include what we like to call as an activation or delegation guide so that you can immediately start taking action, start applying what you learn, and get your team to help you. Well, let me introduce myself. I'm Trisha Shortino, the CEO of Belay, a virtual staffing company based in Atlanta, Georgia. And I'm Lisa Zeveld, but everyone calls me LZ. I'm the COO of Belay, and we have the privilege of helping thousands of organizations save time, decrease hassles, and reduce the stress associated with running a business with administrative support. We're excited you're with us today. In this episode, we'll be discovering why winning organizations start with winning communication. That's right. They have communication capable of navigating all the hard things experienced in business. To help us today, we'll be joined by Daniel Tardy, Executive Vice President of Entree Leadership at Ramsey Solution, Dave Ramsey's organization. I think it's safe to say many of us leading businesses right now feel like this year has been a storm. However, here's the truth. Some of us are navigating the storm better than others. Different industries are dealing with different challenges, but we all have one challenge in common, communication. When we're forced to solve challenging, complex problems quickly, it's not uncommon for entrepreneurs and executives to silo themselves and their leaders, brainstorming ideas and solutioning problems. There's nothing wrong with that. But if we're not careful, we can forget that there's a team of employees just trying to conduct business as usual while uninformed and likely scared about what's ahead. Today, we're going to learn how great companies communicate to create clarity, alignment, and focus among leaders and team members. Before we hear today's listener question, we want to let you know that One Next Step is brought to you by Belay. We know that you want to be a great business leader, but you need to get more done so you can scale. So while your business may be bursting at the seams, ready to grow, you can't possibly do more than you already do. Try as you might to convince yourself otherwise. And despite long hours and hard work, do you feel like you can't take a vacation, find yourself being busy instead of productive, lose hours every day to email, feel like your days are out of control? What you need is a team, but hiring is complicated, leaving you stressed, pulled in too many directions, and overwhelmed with doing too much yourself. 
Your time is better spent growing your organization, not managing the minutia that's best left to someone else. For 10 years, we've helped thousands of entrepreneurs, church leaders, and executives accomplish more and juggle less with the help of executive assistants, bookkeepers, website specialists, and social media strategists. With the support team, you will transform your workday, bring order to your chaos, and have more time to focus on your goals. For more information, visit belaysolutions.com. Now, let's get started with today's listener question. Hi, Lisa and Trisha. It's Kristen from Georgia. Um, I'm working directly with our CEO and responsible for leading our product team, which is approximately 50 people at this point, with six managers reporting to me. There's a lot going on, and I'm struggling to stay in the loop and keep everyone informed. Do you have a strategy for internal communication that you'd recommend? I'm looking for something consistent I can leverage with my own team that fits with our annual board meeting and my weekly meeting with the CEO. What are other organizations doing? Thanks in advance for your help. Hey, Kristen, we are happy to help and we are grateful for your question. This is really a good one. As a small business, it's so easy to focus on sales, profit, retention, and hiring. While it's easy to overlook communication on the list, but without it, everything just falls apart. One of the organizations we greatly respect is Dave Ramsey's team, and we're especially fond of Entree Leadership, which is led by today's guest, Daniel Tardy. Entree Leadership is the team serving small business owners with the content, tools, and coaching they need to grow themselves, their teams, and their profits. Daniel Tardy has been on Dave Ramsey's team for 16 years, starting as a sales advisor and now serving as executive vice president and a board member. Now, here's our interview with Daniel Tardy. Okay, so welcome to the episode. Daniel Tardy, the executive vice president of Entree Leadership at Ramsey Solutions. Daniel, we're so glad you're with us today. Welcome. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes. So Belay has benefited from Entree Leadership over so many years. Our founders, Brian and Shannon Miles, had attended an Entree Leadership event many, many years ago where we met you. They, um, We were benefited as leaders of Belay. They brought us into the fold rather quickly. We were able to attend so many Entree Leadership events as a leadership team. Um, so we really look forward today to talking to you about the connection of great communication to great organizations. For so many small businesses, they focus on maybe the bottom line or customer service or a new business. And we really want to talk to you about the communication and how relevant it is to organizations. And honestly, what happens when communication is not great? So would you mind sharing with our listeners what you've seen regarding great communication in organizations versus when it's not so great in organizations. Yes. Well, the biggest misconception about communication is that it has actually occurred. You know, we mm-hmm. assume that we've communicated. We assume people know what's going on. You know, growing up, I was not the most athletic or coordinated person, but I went out for basketball in seventh grade because my dad said, you know, you need to do something. And uh, this school that I went to, basketball was a big deal. And I had no idea what I was doing. And I went out for practice and was trying out for the team. And everybody's, you know, running laps around me and doing all these drills with the dribbling and things that I just couldn't even, I couldn't even grasp. But my dad had told me, whatever you do, 
you know, just do it with all your heart. Like just throw mm-hmm. yourself, show up with intensity and mm-hmm. passion and, and just whatever you lack in skill. And I, I think he, he didn't say this, but I think he was thinking in brains, uh, <laughs> just bring your heart to the equation and, uh, let the coach see your hustle factor. So I'll never forget. Um, I had no clue, uh, about the plays. I, d- I didn't understand what was going on. I remember feeling really intimidated, but I knew whatever the coach told me to do, I was going to do with all my heart. And so coach West He's giving us the play before we break out of the huddle, and he's telling us we're going to go over here, and he's got the X's and the O's on the little whiteboard, (laughs) and I didn't know what any of that meant. And so he looks at me, he says, Tardy, I want you to go down, and you're going to screen. And so I didn't know what screen meant because I didn't understand basketball. And the other thing that complicated this is Coach West, he, he had a really raspy voice. He had had a water skiing accident where the ski came across his vocal cords and had to have reconstructive surgery. Oh, wow. So he sounded Ouch. like he smoked three packs a day and said, so, Darty, you're going to run down. You got and you could only make out about every third word. <laughs> so when we broke out of the huddle and he said, you're going to go down and screen, what I heard was I'm going to go down and I'm going to scream. No. Oh. I didn't understand, <laughs> I see but where the this coach told me to scream. My dad said, do it with all my heart. And I go and the whistle blows and the ball starts flying oh around and I run to this random spot on the floor and I just scream at the top <laughs> of my lungs, making my dad proud that I'm the best screamer on the basketball team. And, you know, they blow the whistle. Tardy, what are you doing? Get back over here. And we go through that a couple times. And finally, they have me just sit on the bench. And, you know, the problem there is, I didn't know what he was saying. And the coach thought that he was telling me something that I understood. And how many times with our team and as, as leaders do we communicate? We think communication mm-hmm. has occurred and people just don't understand. And then we get frustrated with them because they didn't do their job and we didn't spend enough time making sure that the, the signal had actually gone from mm-hmm. our minds through our mouths into their ears and in their brain mm-hmm. and then sink back again. And we have affirmation that, yes, we are now on the same page. And so mm-hmm. communication is vital. Mm-hmm. And without great communication, we don't build good teams and we flounder and we get frustrated. And I think communication is at the root of a healthy culture. It's, it's the thing that mm. is the difference between a culture being strong and vibrant or people being frustrated and wanting to move on to a different organization. Yeah, absolutely. Why do you feel like, um, especially young leaders, um, struggle with communication? It seems to be one of those areas um, we know here within our business, um, it kind of goes along with delegation, but they just, they can't get it right. Where do you think the key is there? Well, there's a couple of reasons. One is culturally right now, we live in a time when the workforce today is is emerging with people who grew up communicating just through their phones, just through mm-hmm. texting, um, written communication or uh, social media. And those things aren't bad. I think there's a place for that. But when it's the only way you communicate, if you don't understand how to sit down face to face with somebody and have a conversation mm-hmm. and look them in the eyes and and ask clarifying questions and to give them the benefit of the doubt if the first thing they said didn't quite sit right with you. Those are skills that we have to learn. And I think this Mm -hmm. new generation of leaders, especially, Mm -hmm. um, the odds are kind of stacked against them because they've had the luxury and they've had the crutch of being able to just default to technology. And I always talk with our team about anything that needs to be communicated that's sensitive, Mm -hmm. potentially inflammatory, emotional, could be misconstrued or misunderstood, never do that in writing. 
always do that through a dialogue because you you miss out on the tone and the inflection. You miss out on, right. on the body language. And, you know, we have this primal thing where when we can see each other and we can connect face to face or, you know, I, I understand you guys do so many things virtually. I mean, video is a great solution as well. But, you know, kneecap to kneecap is ideal. If you can't do that, do it over video. If you can't do that, do it on a phone call. But don't send a grenade across on an email or a text because it's never going to go well. And so yeah. I, I think that's one thing going on is culturally that we just, we have to be aware of that and we have to be uh, cognizant of the fact that when there's a sensitive conversation, you just can't persuade well over text and email. You know, I grew up in sales. I've, I've done sales my whole life and enjoyed the process of selling and, and promoting things that I believed in and things that would help other people. And anytime it, it came to actually discussing and persuading and, and negotiating, I, I realized that anytime I try to do that over an email, I always lost the deal. Yeah, The yeah. email is really good as a follow-up to say, hey, let me send you the summary of what we discussed. Let me send you a, a, a file, the contract. I can forward that over to you via email. Mm -hmm. But if I'm having to persuade you, I should be asking you questions and more questions and, and hearing you say, mm, uh-huh, and I understand. And I should be listening that if you aren't saying those things, maybe we're not tracking and I need to slow right. down. And, you know, when we get in sync, our, our voice and our ears are a huge piece of communication. So we don't want to throw that out. Mm -hmm. And again, there's a place for text and, and emails and all those things as well. Uh, the second thing is these are skills to learn. And so you ask about younger leaders. They've got the dynamic of culturally, this is a new experience for them if they grew up on their smartphones, and that's the only way they've communicated. And then the other thing is, I, I remember when I was a young leader, I was terrible at communication because mm -hmm. I didn't understand how much it mattered. Mm -hmm. I, I Again, I assumed it had occurred when it didn't occur. And then I, I just needed to develop these skills. And so sure. communication is a skill that anybody can develop. There's plenty of resources out there to learn how to communicate more effectively. And for me, I, I think as a young leader, I felt like being a leader meant I need to speak and I need to have the answers and I need to know what to say and have all my stuff together. And what I've learned is communication, especially in leadership, is so much more about listening yes. and listening and inquiring and empathy than it is about telling people what to do and where to go. Yeah. And the frequency, right, too? I mean, the frequency of communication also plays into that, too. Like you said, not just texting, not just having the conversation, but all of that together in the appropriate fashion. Well, the frequency is a big deal. And, and think of it like this. You know, the organization is always going to move at the speed of trust. Uh, Stephen Covey told us that, mm -hmm. the, the power of trust and, and how much it dictates the speed at which an organization can move and can scale. So how is trust built? Well, it's built through relationships. Mm -hmm. Well, how do you build a relationship? Well, you build it through communication. And so I it's weird because we get into the business world and we think, okay, I've, I, we've had the staff meeting, so I've checked the communication box, so we don't have to talk to anybody again <laughs> until the next staff meeting. But think about your social life. Yeah. Think about who you build relationships in your social life. You know, you don't have a, a to-do list that says, call my friend every third Wednesday and make sure that I've checked in. No, you just, yeah. I'm yeah. thinking about you. Hey, I'm yeah. checking in. How are you doing? How are yes. your kids doing? You know, because you have a relationship with that person. I think it's so important, like you say, that most leaders realize that the relationship part that they have with their teams and employees is what's what gives them the ground to have influence. And to your point, not be just directing workflow or directing feedback, but that, you know, the relational part and the communication part is what 
what gives us great influence and which makes people want to work for you as a leader. Absolutely. And, you know, John Maxwell defines leadership as just that, influence. Mm -hmm. Influence. Think about what creates influence with your team. When you hire somebody and you sign their paycheck, you've got the title of the boss and, and they've got the title of the employee. You've got some influence, but it's the influence of, I'm going to fire you if you don't do what I said. That's only going to get you about 15% of the potential mm. out of that person. Yeah. The other 85% comes from them seeing that you have a heart, mm-hmm. that you care about them. You're interested in who they are, not just professionally, but also personally, and that you're actually connecting with them and building relationships so that they're interested in your advice. They're interested in not just what did you tell me I have to do, but right. hey, could you mentor me? I'm struggling with this. They feel right. safe actually coming to you with their problems and, mm-hmm. and they're not going to get smacked because you're the boss and they're the, but no, this is my friend. This is somebody I can trust. Right. And they want to do great work for you. You know, I find yes. that, right. We, we have great relationships here at Belay and we've seen that our team wants to rise up and do well for the leadership because we have such great relationships that they want to serve us well and serve the organization well, because, um, we have a, a, a kindred relationship amongst everybody. So people really want to serve their leaders well when they have great relationships, friendships, and love for their leaders. I'm, I know that personally. That's the yeah. key. And, and you know, relationships are the difference between leading somebody just from their head and actually leading to their heart. Mm-hmm. You know, when somebody yeah. brings their head and their heart to the equation, you've got the full person and you've got buy-in on the mission and, and it's safe to do healthy conflict and to push back and all mm-hmm. the things that make a great team. And Again, all that starts with making it safe to communicate, mm-hmm. right. increasing the frequency of communication. Uh, and then we can talk in a minute about, but there's there's different types of communication. There's meetings, there's text, there's, there's certain mm-hmm. uh, one-on-one interactions you need to have, there's group interactions. But suffice to say that at the end of the day, everything in your organization culturally is going to hinge on how well you do communication. Right. Yeah. So we've given ourselves the title of the most practical business podcast in the world. <laughs> so um, we get why communication matters. We know as leaders, we need to do a great job at it. So I would love if you could like, let's just talk about the how for a minute. You tease about some great okay. thing. Like what are some best practices? If you were going to give a practical couple of business tips to a leader who maybe has a gap in communication, cadence, rhythm, what would be some practical takeaways or one next step somebody can take away from listening to us now and and kind of implement to increase their ability to communicate and connect with their team? Well, it's really simple. And, there, and there's three broad categories that we can break this down into. Okay, so one is one that I call pre-communication, and I'll talk about that in a second. One is ongoing communication, and then one is pull-push. Okay, so mm. pre-communication is... When you sit down with somebody and you hire them, are you communicating ahead of time in the onboarding process? This is what your job is. These are the key results we're expecting for you to accomplish every week. And we actually have what we call a key results areas document. And so we're pre-communicating and we're anticipating all the things this person's likely to experience in the day-to-day. We're getting it on paper. We're making sure that they understand and they've had training on the things that they're responsible for. We're communicating ahead of time. If you have an employee manual or a handbook, again, that's pre-communication. We're, we're putting things on the table 
that they can digest, they can ask questions about, and it should be a, a map and a compass for them to be able to navigate your organization. Mm-hmm. There's so many things you can you can do much more efficiently if you'll just sit down and give people the plan on the front end instead right. of waiting for them to hit the roadblocks <laughs> and dealing with them as they come up. They right? have clarity so, before they've even started. They're clear exactly on right. what the marching orders are going to be and what they're expected to do and show and how they're going to show up before they've even hit the first day. I love it. Yeah, it's like exactly. Dave says in his book, you need to have a map to the party. Mm-hmm. A map to the party. <laughs> yeah. You guys remember in high school? Okay, yeah. I don't know how it works these days at, at a party in high school. I, I think, I think your, your iPhone <laughs> turns on your car and your car just automatically drives. Okay, so back in the day, if there was a party, there were no us. iPhones on, and GPS. And, no, we're in the we're in the same gen here. So back in the day, we would we would somebody would draw directions to their house on a napkin totally. and then go down to the office and Xerox it, and flyers would get handed out and posted on your locker, and then you would have to take that map to get to the party. Hey, your yeah. team wants to know where's the party at? Yeah. How do I participate? Your team is hungry to get the directions for what does it look like to win in our organization? Mm-hmm. What, is it, what do you expect of me? And one of the biggest right. failures that I've made as a leader is just assuming that people, you know, they're, they're a great person, they're self-driven. If they're curious, they'll probably ask. You yeah. know what? That's not the case. Most yeah. of the time, they're begging for the clarity. You mentioned the word clarity. That's exactly what it is mm-hmm. when we say this is the map to the party. Okay, so that's Love pre-communication. Great. All right, second category is ongoing communication. All right, this is the various staff meetings, the one-on-one meetings, and there's different types of meetings, okay? Mm-hmm. So you're going to have group meetings with the whole team where you need to disseminate information across the entire organization. Every week here at Ramsey Solutions on Monday morning, all 950 team members are sitting in the same room listening to updates mm-hmm. about different things going on around the company, okay? This is really important because the reason we do this is to pass on culture, talk about our core values, make mm-hmm. sure that all the team is aligned with the same mission and vision for what success looks like organizationally. And we want them to understand how them and their area fit in this mm-hmm. big, you know, it's a big puzzle. Mm-hmm. How does your puzzle piece fit in the whole equation so that when we all come together around this stuff, we succeed because the rising tide will raise all ships. We right? actually then, stole that from you this year, by the way, my man. So we started in 2020 doing weekly virtual staffing meetings with our staff, which is 85, not 950. And it has been a game though. changer. Yeah, we absolutely so what was the love big, it. Like the first one, what was it like? Was it awkward or were you, were you guys just like, oh my gosh, this is the best thing ever. Did it take a while to get into the rhythm? No, I think um, I think best for some ever. team members, um, just the cadence of like, hey, we're blocking out your calendar every Monday. I think that took a little bit of getting used to. But the first one, you know, because we're used to doing virtual meetings. So I think that they jumped mm-hmm. on and there was excitement. We, I mean, this was kind of a God thing for me. We um, had that coaching from you guys and from John and dove into it. And then the pandemic hit. Mm. And I mean, wow, what awesome timing, because then every single Monday we had that time with our team. Um, We poured into them emotionally. I mean, this has been a hard time for people, you know, and this is when employees aren't just employees, but they're they're people you love and you care about. And so it just gave us an incredible platform. So fantastic. I didn't mean 
to go off the rails there because you were you were giving us such great stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. And it seems so simple. Like, really? We just all get in a room and we talk about what's going on? Yeah. And I, I got to tell you, as a leader, sometimes that feels foreign because from our vantage point, we can see the whole playing field. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it feels redundant for us to say, we're just going to come in. And I was in a meeting with Jill over here and we talked about that. Now we're going to have a meeting again where Jill talks about it in front of the whole team. I'm I'm already in the loop on what's going on there. Why would I? Well, the rest of the team isn't. And yeah. so, you know, as leaders, a lot of times we hear the same information in pockets and then we communicate it out and we broadcast and it, and it mm-hmm. can be redundant. But the benefit there is we've got clarity for the entire organization. And right. when we have alignment, when we have a unified team, we dominate. I mean, that's just that's just the fact. When you got everybody pulling the same direction mm-hmm. and there's no sideways energy or there's no pocket conversations where people are trying to figure out what was in the meeting, where things got decided and how it affects them, all that static, all that white noise goes away and 100% of our effort is moving forward into the marketplace and serving our customers, which is where our focus should really be, not how do we figure out what's going on here and why did they leave me out of the conversation? So right. the all hands meeting, the staff meeting, that's a great way to do that. Whether you do it in person and from a stage like we do, or whether you do it virtually mm-hmm. uh, through Zoom or you know the various technologies available, uh, the key is everybody in the organization we recommend weekly needs to be hearing from the top dogs and then different department heads updating on here's things going on in our area. HR updates, you know, mm-hmm. hey, this person just came on board, welcome them aboard. We got a new team member to celebrate. So, you know, we have meetings that are updates in staff meeting. And then we also have meetings that are more focused on culture and celebrating wins. Mm-hmm. Um, on those days, we'll talk about a core value and uh, we'll bring different people up and, you know, people that have been there for a while, their five-year anniversary, their 10-year anniversary, we celebrate them. And then also yeah. on those days, um, we'll read fan mail. We'll, we'll read wins that are happening in the marketplace as a result of the products and services we're providing. And so what that does is it reminds everybody, this is why we work. This is yes. why we grind through the hard stuff. People because purpose. there's a person, yeah. there's a customer that's getting value out of it. That's right. It's the purpose. It's connection to purpose. You said yeah. it exactly right. Yeah. Okay. So you got your all hands meetings. You've got some small group meetings. And, you know, these are important if you're working on a project or a task together. Um, or you've got to huddle with a few leaders to deal with an issue that's going on. And then you've got one-on-one meetings. Mm-hmm. And we highly recommend uh, that anybody that directly reports to you, that you have a one-on-one meeting with them, hopefully once a week. Um, if your landscape is evolving and, and shifting as quickly as ours is around here, uh, there's so many things that come up in real time that you want to connect on. Mm-hmm. And there's really a couple things that should be going on in that one-on-one meeting. The temptation is just to talk about the work. But remember earlier we talked about we have a relationship. How are you doing? How are you feeling right right now? Are you overwhelmed? Anything I can take off your plate? Are you feeling like you have a good sense of your priorities right now? How's your family doing? Mm -hmm. You know, what's going on in your life? I'm I'm wanting to connect not just with their head, but also with their heart. And that's a great place to make sure that you don't look up and wow, it's been six weeks since we've really checked in. And you know what happens after about six weeks? Little things come up, little little yeah. speed bumps, little points of friction, yeah. and they start out as a two out of ten, and then we haven't talked, and you start making up stories in your head, and you go, I wonder if they were really, fr- I bet that, you know what, they're probably mad at me, and it goes to a five <laughs> out of ten, and yes. this stuff festers in our mind, and we yes. make up stories about, they're probably angry with me, yes. you know what, 
if you communicate frequently, that stuff gets squashed when it, oh, okay, Absolutely. it was just a misunderstanding. Oh, yeah, we're, we're laughing together now. We're having a good time. We're reminded that we have a relationship. We can trust each other. And so right. all that little stuff that organizationally will cause friction, that's the natural state of an organization is for there to be conflict. Yeah. You want to make sure that stuff doesn't drift into uh, personal grievances. And it, and it will do that in the absence of communication. And that's why the one-on-one -on -one yeah. meetings are important. And then another thing I like to do is just walk around and check in with people. This looks a little bit different if you have a virtual workforce and uh, you guys can probably give tips on how to do the equivalent <laughs> of this. But you know, I, I just like walking out my office and bumping around and seeing, hey, what are you working on right now? Hey, it's good to see you. How's the kids? How's, you know, what'd you do this weekend? And yeah. just make sure that it doesn't feel formal and stuffy mm -hmm. and that we actually can just have fun and, and actually interact as friends in addition to talking about the work you gotta you gotta think like virtually if you're doing that mm -hmm. and you don't have the ability to physically walk out on the floor well what we're tapping into here is there's a primal thing that happens when we see each other i see you therefore i interact with you how many times have you passed somebody in the hall and they say oh hey did you get that email i sent you yeah as if as if email just stopped working all of a sudden <laughs> no, what, what's happening? i did because i ignored they saw it you. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, could you please reply? It was yeah. last year. Yeah. Um, we see each other and we go, hey, you're on my mind now. And when I see you, I'm going to have a conversation because I organically interacted with you and I wasn't thinking about you, but now we're together. Mm -hmm. you know. And I'd love to hear from you guys. There's a virtual way to do this as well. You text or check in. Um, one of the things that happened in COVID when our team was doing virtual work is just at the end of the day, teams would have like a little virtual happy hour. Yeah. And it was just a hang time. There's a chance to make sure that everybody could still see each other relationally. And we weren't just depending on, you know, that we had a transaction taking place that had to do with the work. Yeah. Well, yeah, you open it up now, Daniel. This has been amazing. You've given us so much great content. Um, and I am just so thankful that you've been with us here today. So can I kind of throw a curveball here and just ask a bonus question? You teased a little bit about COVID. And I know mm -hmm. that you guys at the, the Ramsey organization love being in person. Well, let me give you, before you jump in, this, I want to give you the third thing. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, there's okay. three things. About, oh, gosh. Well, right. look at that. We okay. talked about pre-communication, okay. pre ongoing communication, and then push-pull. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. push-pull, you know, a lot of times as leaders, we're pushing information to our team. But one of the best things we've done here at Ramsey is uh, Dave, a long time ago, he set up this process. He said, I want to pull from the team every week. Mm -hmm. I want to hear about your week. And we put in place uh, what we call the weekly report. Mm -hmm. And so every Friday before you close out your day, you just send your weekly report to your leader and you say, here's a high point, here's a low point, here's some things going on, uh, here's what I worked on, here's why you should be glad you paid me this week, uh, here's the work I did. Yeah. And you would be amazed when there's a pool of information. So what I mean is the yeah. leader is pulling that information from the team, but mm -hmm. they're not having to send an email every week and remind them. It's just a given, like you're going to get these reports. Mm -hmm. There are things right. that people will put in writing that you'll never catch in the meeting. Mm -hmm. There's things people, when they slow down and they have to think about their week, you know, they actually process how productive was I this week. It, it creates a little bit of accountability and it also gives them one more outlet to say, if, if for whatever reason I couldn't get time with my leader or whoever this week, I, I at least have this channel 
that they're going to read these things. Mm. And if you're the leader getting this, you have to read them because otherwise it becomes right. paperwork and nobody takes it seriously. Yeah. Yeah. And we found this to be so powerful. We actually created a weekly report tool that makes it super easy. It's a software mm. that you can plug everybody in on your team and it sends them a reminder and says, fill out your weekly report. And then it aggregates them up and it gives you little smiley faces and stressed out faces and a little bit of red, yellow, green indicators so you can skim nice. through and look for potential problems. And guys, it is one of the best things that we've done when it comes to communication. So I love yeah. it because you think communication is t- only top down, right? You're it's communicating not, down right. the yes. chain of command. This the gives dialogue. organizations yes. right. an opportunity for communication to rise up because we don't see all the things. Yeah. We don't. We don't. So you want to push it and you want to pull it. And um, I, w- I would encourage everybody to put that in place today. You can have an email and people send Word documents. We yeah. do that for a long time. Um, or you can get a free trial and, and just search Entree Leadership Weekly Report Tool in Google and it'll pop up and you can get more information on that. Oh, that's awesome. That's oh, awesome. Love it. Okay. Well, I, now we're done. Now we're bonus Okay. Question. Well, bonus, one bonus question. You talked about that you guys love being in person and you love the ability to walk around. So... How did it feel going from being in person when the pandemic hit to having to work remotely? How did that feel for you guys? And maybe just one tip for our our listeners out there, what you guys did so it didn't feel so awkward. Yeah, you bet. Well, here's what I'll say that we learned. I, I think we knew this, but it was confirmed through COVID. Uh, we are an in-person, all-under-one-roof workforce. Okay. Um, that's our preference. That's what works for us. We're not saying that it has to be that way because there's a lot of organizations doing it differently. Yeah. You got to figure out what's right for you. Mm-hmm. But for us, we, we just depend so much on that in-person dynamic. So when COVID hit and we started having this, you know, how do we work from home and video conferencing? Here's what we figured out. Culture, values, and mission will trump technology every time. Mm. So we oh, didn't I lose productivity. That. Yeah. And I don't think that our ability to find the technology was the secret sauce in our ability to stay productive. It, it enabled yeah. that. But what yeah. caused us to continue to be productive is that we've got a culture and we've got values and we've got a mission and we have hired to that mission and we've built a team yeah. that is committed to succeeding regardless of what the technology is. And if you think about it, a building, a physical building is a form of technology. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we didn't uh, have sure. the technology of a building, we'd be standing out in the rain. Okay, so <laughs> True. how much technology do you need and what technology do you want? That's going to be unique to your business. But what matters is that you've got values, that you communicate with the team, and that the technology enables that. It doesn't become the constraint or yeah. the thing you depend on for having all that stuff in place. And so, you know, we did not lose any productivity. Um, we did work hard to make sure, like I said, we had the happy hours and um, we're all on Microsoft Teams chatting mm-hmm. and um, creating groups and those kinds of things. So I would say early, there was a lot more throughout the day, like phone calls late into the night and everybody's just, I don't think that was a function of being a, a remote. I think that was more just the the landscape was evolving really quickly. And mm-hmm. we were quick just adjustment period, yeah. And lots of pivoting, really quick decision-making with making sure everybody was on board. But, um, you know, we're really blessed and we're glad that based on how we were able to manage that in our space, uh, we have not had to furlough anybody. We've not had to uh, awesome. make any cuts. We tightened our belt a little bit on some things and sure. hoarded cash and we've, we've cut some expenses and uh, we actually are back to our high watermark and, and moving forward. And we, we're seeing a lot of businesses that have pivoted well and adapted. And uh, there's some that are still really struggling out there, but we're excited that uh, we, f- we feel like uh, small businesses especially are 
are pivoting and shifting and, and actually a part of bringing the economy back online. And uh, some of them have figured out how to do the virtual thing as a part of their new normal. Yeah. Well, this is awesome. And of course, Ramsey, you guys, Entree Leadership have so many good resources. And so we're going to make sure that we give lots of resources and links in our show notes today and our activation guide. So Daniel, this has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for sparing us some of your time. It's been amazing. Thank you, ladies. It's been my pleasure. We're huge fans of Belay and your story, and uh, we know you guys live these principles, and uh, it's just inspiring to see the success that you've had. But I, I know that um, while Entree Leadership has been a part of that, what really has led to your success is how well you take care of your customers. Uh, we've experienced that as one of your customers, and I hear all the time in the marketplace, uh, just from various leaders who use your services, just how great it is. And uh, we're huge fans of what you guys do and the service you provide. So keep it up. We're cheering for you. Thank and, you. Uh, we're excited to partner with you guys. Oh, thank, thank you so you, much. Thank you. Thanks, Daniel. Wow. Daniel gave us so much good stuff for this episode. Um, my head's kind of reeling from it all. So I'm going to throw it over to you, T. Um, what was something that you're going to take away? What was your one favorite nugget? Yeah, some good stuff. My favorite thing is how we talked about an organization moving at the speed of trust. Mm, I feel like I didn't yeah, say it good. exactly how he did. Um, but really, you know, the core behind that really being that an organization that has heart and is built on relational capital will get further faster than one that's not. So we can't just lead with our heads. Mm -hmm. um, we've got to put our hearts into our organizations, into our teams, invest take a minute to get personal. We are people leading people. So remembering that there are people involved. I mean, I loved that affirmation on leading with heart and building trust and relationships with your team to foster great communication. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it's one of those things that we have learned here at Belay and that quite honestly, I think we do a really good job at it. I, I think that we really invest in our team members as people and we really get to know who they are. Um, and we have a genuine love and appreciation for them. I like some of the actionable items that he talked about, you know, around communication. One of my favorites, and we spent some time talking about it, is that weekly staff meeting. It was a real game changer for us. And, and I know that we felt like we communicated a ton. Being virtual, being a remote team, we have to over-communicate. And so here we are, we're emailing and we're texting and we're instant messaging and we're videoing. And it was like, and we also need to do a weekly staff meeting. How is that possible? But it was a real game changer for us. And um, I know it meant a lot to our team and it does take a little bit of getting used to, but um, there's not a moment now that I regret us doing it. And I can see the investment that we're making in our Me team too. by carving out that, you know, I mean, it can be whatever amount of time, right? Depending upon the size, maybe mm -hmm. it's 20 minutes, 30 minutes, you know, for us, we try to keep it under 45, but um, I definitely recommend that for anybody out there listening today. Yep. So, Hey, now it's time for the one next step as the most practical business podcast, we want to make sure taking action isn't overwhelming to you. So each episode, we're going to offer you one next step to propel you and your business forward. And today's next step is nice and easy. Are you ready? It's just to subscribe to the podcast. 
in the future we'll offer you one of our activation or delegation guides. But today, right now, we've got something different with the launch of the podcast. Yes, here's the fun part. To celebrate (laughs) the launch of One Next Step, we are giving away copies of Entree Leadership, Dave Ramsey's business playbook to a few listeners. Entree Leadership is a book that we love, and it's actually required reading for all of our Belay team members. We live and breathe the principles in Entree Leadership, so we highly recommend the book. To enter to win by subscribing to the podcast via email at onenextstep.com or on your favorite platform, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, then take a screenshot from your computer or smartphone and email it to podcast at belaysolutions.com. When you send us that email, we will automatically reply with a summary of this episode, linking to all the great resources that we have mentioned. Yes. Again, Entree Leadership is the real deal, but I don't have to tell you that. And now you could potentially win a free copy. Just subscribe to the podcast via email at onenextstep.com or on your favorite platform. Next, take a screenshot from your computer or smartphone. And lastly, guys, this is super easy. Just email that screenshot with your name to podcast at belaysolutions.com. That's B-E-L-A-Y solutions.com. And with that, thank you so much for listening to this episode of One Next Step. We hope you enjoyed this episode and that you'll join us next time for more practical tips and actionable tools to advance your business one step at a time. Until next time, own your journey. It's your life and your business. It's up to you to create the life and organization you want. So start by making today count. Thanks for listening to One Next Step. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. Then join us next time for more practical business tips and tools to help you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence. For more episodes, show notes, and helpful resources, visit onenextsteppodcast.com.